Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to AudioPie's series on the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at the main characters in the book. As you know, Haddon has created a narrator who is 15 years old. Christopher John Francis Boone lives with his father in Swindon and appears to suffer from a mild form of autism known as Asperger's syndrome. An interesting point Haddon said in a talk I attended recently was that many people have told him they know exactly what Christopher looks like, even though there isn't one detail in the book about his physical appearance. That's very true. It's an interesting point. That's because Haddon has given us such an insight into Christopher's mind, but also a lot of room as well. So our imaginations conjure up our own image that we completely believe. Indeed. As the story is written in the first person narrative, from Christopher's point of view, we get to go into his mind and see events through his eyes. Although he often completely misses the point in certain situations, Haddon leaves space for the reader to understand what's happening and be able to see just how Christopher functions in the world around him. One instance is when Christopher says, All the other children at my school are stupid. Except, I meant to say that they have special needs. However, he argues that everyone has special needs, such as his teacher, Siobhan, who has very thick glasses that give you a headache if you borrow them. This means that we don't see Christopher as a loner in the world. Although he tells us how he doesn't understand expressions and emotions, he does end up interacting with the neighbours. He also has great qualities, such as his mathematical ability and the way he thinks about God in chapter 199, as it's written in the book. He says, People believe in God because the world is very complicated, and they think it's very unlikely that anything as complicated as a flying squirrel or the human eye or a brain could happen by chance. This is something that a university philosophy student might say after years of education. Christopher simply thinks that way naturally, which shows great intelligence. Christopher tells us himself about his behavioural problems, how he doesn't like talking to other people, doesn't like brown or yellow, and screams when he's angry or confused. These are just a few from a quite long list, which shows us how life presents a lot of challenges for him. Because Haddon allows us into Christopher's mind, we get to see the interesting things he thinks about and why he behaves the way he does. From the outside, his actions could seem unreasonable and annoying, but because of the insider view, we receive a much more balanced story. We see this when he hits the policeman. If we were just watching the scene, we may think his reaction to the policeman's questions was unreasonable. However, the hit is preceded with a build-up in Christopher's head. He starts off with, I wanted to answer the question properly, but the policeman did not give me enough time to work out the correct answer. He was asking too many questions, and he was asking them too quickly. They were stacking up in my head like loaves in the factory where Uncle Terry works. We really get a sense of the confusion and panic that Christopher is experiencing as the policeman puts more and more pressure on him. He then tries to protect himself by rolling onto the lawn and groaning. He explains, I make this noise when there is too much information coming into my head. 
The situation for him is becoming overwhelming, and the policeman is completely unaware and unsympathetic. We already know that Christopher doesn't like people touching him, so when the policeman finally takes hold of his arm, it's no surprise that the boy hits him. We are able to empathise with Christopher's problems interacting with his environment. He also really struggles when he goes to London and all the information builds up in his brain again. There is a scene in chapter 211 where he can't cope with the noise and people, making him unable to move. Haddon expresses this very well by first writing all the signs together in one paragraph. The words are all in the correct order, so we can understand them easily. However, he starts the next paragraph with... But after a few seconds, they look like this. The following paragraph jumbles up the words, symbols and letters so we can't make head or tail of all the information. By confusing the reader, Haddon manages to communicate how lost Christopher feels. By the end of the book, however, our narrator is upbeat. He successfully found his mother on his own and gained confidence from the adventure. The story closes by him saying, I can do anything. The whole book paints a realistic picture of the down and up moments of someone with a mental illness. Before moving on to Christopher's parents, it is important to remember they are in a situation where their child is not what society considers normal. This naturally brings difficulties, and the book highlights these in how the different parents react. Moving on to Ed, Christopher's father. He is a difficult character because his completely unacceptable lie to Christopher that his mother is dead makes you think he's a bad person. However, we also see how much he cares for Christopher and is always there when something goes wrong. I cooked his meals, I cleaned his clothes, I worried myself sick every time he wandered off somewhere at night. He also does lose his temper with Christopher and shouts at him sometimes, which simply reflects the stress he's under. Another hard thing must be for many parents in a similar situation is that it seems you do all the work and the child is unable to show any gratitude. Although a parent can take pleasure from seeing how their children grow and develop, if their children, for example, don't like being given a hug or to give a hug, you can understand how difficult it can be for a parent. Yes, Ed killing the dog shows how frustrated and lost he feels, not only because of Mrs Shears, but also with the strain of looking after Christopher on his own. Bringing up a mentally disabled child as a single parent is a difficult job, and in some instances, it is hard not to sympathise. Christopher's mother, Judy, is another character who struggles with having a child with mental disabilities. Although she left Christopher and his father, we can see how she struggles with this decision as she explains in her letters to Christopher why she found it so hard living with him. It made me so sad because it was like you didn't really need me at all. It was like I was invisible. Instead of having a saintly mother, Haddon has shown how different personalities react when pushed to the limit. That's when the real person comes out. She is a human being, not a perfect role model, and therefore can't cope in the end. Both of Christopher's parents, Ed and Judy, are lost when it comes to Christopher. They are both caring and try, but are simply unable to cope. Then we have Christopher's teacher, Siobhan. 
She is presented as a well-trained and compassionate person. The way she deals with Christopher often produces good results, such as her encouraging him to take the Year 12 maths exam. She says, If you say you don't want to do it, no one is going to be angry with you. She's ready for any reaction Christopher might give her, though in this case he does the exams and feels great when he passes. Furthermore, she's very patient with him. For example, helping him to draw pictures of different expressions to understand emotions. Siobhan's role shows us how we'd like our professionals to behave in this situation and is a counter to both parents' role. We know the parents do care, but are not necessarily able to cope, whereas sometimes having a professional who understands and has been trained can be a real benefit. As mentioned when discussing context in the previous chapter, this is a way of Haddon commenting on the good work carers do. So there we have the four main characters of the book. Our 15-year-old narrator, Christopher, who has a hard time in life but triumphs in the end, his parents, who both really care for their son but struggle to cope and reach the end of their tethers, and finally Siobhan, the teacher, who does a good job of interacting with Christopher, resulting in him writing about her so nicely. Well, we hope you found that useful, and in the next podcast we will look at the main themes in the book. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.